0: there and welcome back to the show. This is Brett and you are listening to Holistic Health Masterclass podcast. Well, uh, what a time it has been since my last recording. And uh, for those of you who are regular listeners who uh, have been tuned in for a while, you might have wondered what the heck happened and where did I go? uh, Because the podcast season was in full swing and um, this podcast was very the one that I am recording right now has been very difficult for me to uh, bring myself to record for reasons which I'll get into in just a minute. Um. Well, I, I think to start with, um, the thing that was very difficult for me and has been difficult for me is trying to make sense of what is going on um, in the world. Uh, but also, I had to take a step back and just sort of wonder, like, what what content am I creating? What is the purpose? Why why am I here? What information do I feel compelled to share? Uh, how is that helping people, or is it not helping people? And sitting with a lot of this over the last uh, six weeks, I guess maybe a little bit more. I'm not sure. Um, really has brought me to a place of reflection and um, observation in terms of what's going on out there and also what's going on in here uh, with regards to ourselves as individuals. And so um, I'll just kind of uh, start somewhere and see where we land up here with all of this. The last time I recorded was just before the, uh, it was actually right before the trucker convoy ended Right, so it had been going on for four weeks. For those of you who do not know what I'm talking about, there was a massive trucker convoy in Ottawa. They essentially, uh, quote unquote, occupied um, Ottawa for about four weeks, and um, the lo- the final days basically saw Justin Trudeau uh, bring in the Emergency Measures Act. Right, he tried to rush that through. Um, this was after the borders had reopened. This was after the, uh, the the protesters had left, and he was still trying to push that through. Okay. Um, the final weekend in Ottawa was marred with um, – police violence to be quite frank and uh you know some some pretty crazy uh, never before seen uh, tactics to disperse that crowd but it worked and so everyone left in a day and a half two days it was all cleared and trudeau continued um with his uh you know desire to bring in the emergency measures act which would essentially see him with unbridled power over all three levels of government okay so just bear with me here you'll see where i'm heading with this in a minute um now, as part of the punishment for people who supported the trucker convoy, uh, he also him and his government started freezing people's bank accounts. All right. so tracking people down on social media, uh, looking at who had um, donated. So the uh, gives it wasn't give, send, Go. it was uh, GoFundMe, I believe. Uh, the, you know, both of these sites were uh, basically frozen. Um, Then the second site, there was a hacking incident, and apparently the hacker actually had done work for the FBI, for CSIS, for the RCMP before, so I'll let you fill in the blanks there. Um, But the bottom line is you know, names got revealed, and then they went on and started freezing people's bank accounts. Okay, great. Major red flags here for all of that. Okay, completely undemocratic, completely unconstitutional, et cetera, et cetera. But here's – and this is really what I'm getting to here. Okay. So on Tuesday at 4 p.m., Justin Trudeau has a press conference. This is after the crowds have dispersed. The protest is all gone. And he makes an announcement at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. And he says, we have decided to revoke the Emergency Measures Act. In other words, we're not seeking to instill it. We are also unfreezing people's bank accounts, right? So in other words, they're backpedaling everything that they did. And I think that they pulled the trigger too quickly, Right? So, but what this did was show us, it showed us the, the power, the immediate power that these people have over us. But more importantly, when we woke up the next day, right? So, I mean, I can tell you as a Canadian, people who are sitting here in Canada were on the edge of their seat waiting to see if that emergency measures act was actually going to go full steam ahead. And everyone kind of, you know, breathed a sigh of relief, At about 4.05 p.m. on that Tuesday, knowing that it wasn't going to go through. But here's what happened next. We woke up in the morning, then the following morning, on Wednesday morning, and major news headlines, Russia had invaded Ukraine. And suddenly, I actually took screenshots and I did some screen uh, video capturing on my phone. It is unbelievable to see that literally in an instant, the COVID story disappeared it just vanished. There was nothing there for weeks, probably for two or three weeks. There was no talk of COVID and everything shifted onto that. And here is the point that I'm getting to with all of this. What I came to realize, and I knew this before, but that moment was a critical moment for me to realize that what we are engaged in here is narrative warfare. Okay. We've all heard of information warfare before, okay, where we're just bombarded with information what narrative warfare is is we constantly need a new story we need a new distraction to take us away and what you will see if you start paying attention to this is we are being bombarded with narrative warfare on multiple different vectors okay just to give you some examples right so of course now we have the russia ukraine uh, war right and that's still going on um We saw the Will Smith incident right at the Oscars. I mean, that actually occupied like a week or two weeks of airtime, believe it or not, which was crazy. Um, We've seen uh, other things. So now COVID's kind of made made its way back in. We've got the sixth wave, um, Joe Biden, Justin Trudeau, some of these leaders talking about food shortages, right? So that's on there. Of course, climate change ever present, right? So climate change is there. And the point of all of this is to essentially instill more fear into us, but ultimately make us more confused. And when people are confused, we are essentially powerless because we're confused. We don't know what to believe. We don't know what decisions to make. We don't know what things are in our best interests. And ultimately ultimately it leaves us very, very scrambled and really not sure what to believe. And I think that's where we're at right now. So I think that you know, when just gauging the temperature out there, I think most people are kind of done with the COVID conversation, right? Most people, just regular people, if you ask most people on the street, they're just done. They don't want to talk about COVID anymore, Um, you know. And and I'm not certainly not going to spend any amount of time here talking about this right now uh, because I'll get to what I'm getting to in a minute. But. The point being is that after two years, people have seen what's happened. They've watched things go down in real time. And what we, where we're at right now is we are in this lull period, right? So if you take a look at what's going on in some countries in the world, particularly here in Canada and the US, uh, we are now in the sixth wave of COVID okay, and Omicron. And what's interesting is when you start paying attention to it all, we moved from, you know, vaccines are going to stop the pandemic. I mean, that was the initial thing. Just protect yourself, protect others, stop the pandemic dead in its tracks. And now we're, we're kind of all the way over to the other side where they literally, I mean, you can read news reports on this. We actually don't know. We're literally flying by the seat of our pants. Okay. The vaccines are not working. Right. This, again, we're, we're, we don't really know what they're doing. We've stopped reporting on a lot of data. That, that data that that was really fueling the media, was fueling the narrative, was fueling the story, suddenly now, with 90% of the population double vaccinated, with about 40 or 50% of the population boosted to whatever degree, we suddenly just stopped reporting on all of that. We stopped capturing all of this data, and it's all kind of fizzling out to the point where the the U.S. government has basically come out and said, well, you know, we're probably going to be looking at COVID as like some kind of seasonal thing, much like the flu. And to boot, we're actually going to be guessing, right? Just like we do with the flu shot, we're going to be kind of guessing what strains are going to be coming up next season, okay? And this is something I wrote about in April 2020, by the way, right? Why we will never find a COVID vaccine for exactly these reasons. But anyway, this podcast is not about the vaccines. I'm simply relaying a couple of ideas here, all right? So the point being is um, now when you open up the headlines, it's all about the war, right? And a lot of people are not really seeing what's going on behind the scenes with the war, right? So energy and gas, okay, something I touched on here in uh, the last podcast, climate capitalism. Okay, so the energy, the gas, the flow of energy into the EU, right? Um, We are also not really having a conversation around food, this is something else I've brought up before. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting to this point where I'll explain to you, you know, my own sort of position and where I'm at with all of this. Because, um, you know, I've, I've had to question, am I fear-mongering? And right? I'll come back to that in a minute. And I, am I fueling fear in people? Unintentionally. And I don't know, right? I'll come back to that and uh, cover that in a second. So anyway, um, you've got in Africa – right to whatever degree some countries are relying on 60% some countries are 100% but i think overall you're seeing somewhere between 60 to 100% of wheat imports in africa the entire length of africa come from the ukraine and from russia right so there's that um, we have also seen that the ukraine is a major exporter of wheat And certain grains, not just to Europe, but to other parts of the world. China, same thing. So here's another thing that's happening now, right? The Shanghai lockdown. There's the next narrative. And what people are not realizing about the Shanghai um, lockdowns is there are now over 450 ships that are essentially hanging out off the coast of Shanghai. And, And if you thought that there were supply chain issues before, the supply chain issues haven't even started, right? But here's the thing. Okay, so all of this to say we have multiple things that we have to stay on top of here and it's very, very difficult for our brains to absorb all of this, to comprehend all of this, right, to process it all. And what is happening here, and this is again narrative warfare, right, it's coming at us from multiple different angles and we are being asked to pay attention to all of these different things, right? Right. And so my question is uh, and something I've sat with is all of these things, are they really designed to distract us further? Because remember, a narrative is is just that. It's a narrative. It's a story. And so the stories that we're being told publicly are not really the true stories that are happening behind the scenes. But here's the thing. When we start looking at the true story, when we start researching a little bit more, As I have done repeatedly on this podcast to try and bring you the other side of the story, a different perspective on things, what tends to happen is well, one, it requires an enormous amount of time and energy. Okay, I've put in an enormous amount of time and energy to understand some of this stuff, and I don't feel like I understand it all. But what that also does is it creates a lot of anxiety. Because my question is, how do I sit? And, and, I, and I know if you're listening to this and you're dialed into some of the topics that, we, that I've been talking about and things that are going on out there and you would consider yourself aware or awake or whatever, how do we process this? How do we take in this information? How do we make sense of the world around us without getting so emotionally and mentally wrapped up in what's going on out there? and i leave that with you as a question or something to ponder because i've certainly been pondering that and that's why it brings us into the title of this episode is is ignorance truly bliss right is ignorance bliss and so the way that i've seen people handle things here before i get back to that the way i've seen people handle things is there's two ways one is they fight fire with fire right and they just go for it and i said Uh, A few years ago already, you know, I I said that this is going to be a multi-year struggle. This is not a short struggle, right? If anyone is thinking that COVID is over, it's just over for now. But we've got digital IDs coming up in the fall. We've got, you know, they're still talking about more shots, more boosters. I think we've got about 80 million shots that have already been purchased that are just sitting there that are waiting, Okay, so we're in the summer, coming into the summer, and uh, we've got um, a bit of a lull period here. Okay, but here's the thing: coming back to what I was saying, we can fight things head on, and so I see a lot of people in the freedom movement, the activist movement, whatever you want to call it. They're just out there and they are banging that drum relentlessly. But when I speak to those people about their personal lives, when I speak to them about their mental health, they're having a rough time, and I know because I've been there. Right. Long-time listeners to the show, you might have noticed that episodes have been very sporadic sometimes, that I took a long break from July of 2021, right? I took about a six-month break, five or six-month break from not podcasting and just trying to absorb all of this, right? Because taking this information on, getting emotionally and mentally invested in all of this and then hitting the pavement, or shouting this from the rooftops with no outcome. This is, this is another core component here. There's no outcome, right? I can't control what's happening out there in the world. Neither can you. I can't control what happens in Russia or the Ukraine. My social media posts are not going to make any difference. Yes, I can add my voice. Yes, I can lend my concerns. Yes, I can tell people how I feel. Absolutely. But here's the thing is what i've noticed and i and this has happened to me i've done this is we put this content out there we put this awareness out there and we keep doing it but a lot of times we're coming from fear a place of fear we're coming from a place of anger and we're desperately hoping that these types of actions and the things that we're doing and the things that we're sharing are going to make this major cataclysmic difference where we have the spontaneous awakening of humanity, right? And I'm just not so sure that it does that. And I don't have an answer for you here. I'm just sharing my thoughts. The other way that we can cope with all of this is we can bury our heads in the sand. And we can just pretend like we don't know it, right? I can go back to sleep. And what's interesting is I've kind of done a little bit of that. But I've done it intentionally. And... I'm still tapped into a lot of uh, different groups and information streams and stuff like that where I'm getting this information. But I've made a conscious effort to not stay glued to this information, one. And two, I've really made a conscious effort to not be attached to the outcome of this information, right, which is a real fundamental teaching of Buddhism. Okay, so we can be passionate. We can be interested. We can do our part which I think is very important, but we have no attachment to outcome. Because as soon as we have attachment to outcome and those outcomes don't get realized, suddenly we're left in this place of inner tension, of turmoil, of anxiety, of fear. And I feel like so many people are there. They're stuck in that. And I hear you. I get it. I totally get it. And one of the things I've been sitting with is how do I – take in this information, how do I be aware of what's going on in the world around me and still stay on my center, on my spiritual center, on my mental and emotional center, and on my physical center? How do I do that? And so what I've been trying to do in my own life is really finding the balance between all those things because here's what's going on. The more that we are focused outwardly and what's going on out there, the less time we actually have to focus on what's going on in here, meaning internally, right? So how do I feel about things? Just generally, not about everything that's going on in the world, but how do I feel when I wake up in the morning? How do I feel when I go to bed? What is going on in my day-to-day life? Because something that I started noticing happening to me was I was completely absent For many times of the day where, you know, I have young children and uh, not being present for them. What a tragedy. Not being present for my own children because I'm so concerned about what's going on in the world. And rightfully so, we should all be very concerned about what's going on in the world. But we shouldn't be aware at the expense of the joys of our lives. So we've got all these wonderful things that are actually happening right in your immediate vicinity. Loved ones, relationships, children, nature. We have all of these beautiful things that we're surrounded by if we only choose to pay attention to them. Because as soon as our attention, our energy, our focus is split, we're never really focusing fully on one thing. And this brings me to something I mentioned earlier in this recording. I've sat with over the last while, what is my position here? What is my role? What have I been doing over the last couple of years? And I can tell you what my intentions, my intentions are pure. My intentions have been to help people make sense of certain things, to uh, push back. And to uh, fire up that activist streak that I have in me to stand up for justice, to stand up for what is right. That has been my intention. But something that I don't think I realized was I didn't realize that perhaps some of the information that I'm releasing has made people very fearful, has made people full of anxiety. You know, a friend of mine said something to me. I said, oh, I'm going to change up the, the, the content for the podcast. I feel like a change. I feel like something fresh. And you know what she said to me? She said, oh, to put out more positive stuff. And that kind of took me aback a little bit. I was like, whoa, are you saying that I put out negative stuff? And that was interesting. And it opened up an interesting conversation because it's one thing, you know, when we create awareness, I think, and I've said this before on the show, it's very important for us, you know, we're not running away. There's nowhere to run to with this. All right. You know, I know expats that have fled the country that are sitting in Mexico drinking pina coladas and and they don't care ultimately about what goes on anywhere else. So long as I'm okay, that's really what matters. And let me tell you, there is no escape for anyone here. And what we're doing, what we what we really need to be doing is we need to be having honest conversations about what's going on. I think that there's an incredible amount, there's a great opportunity here for us to be doing a lot of inner work, and that's really what I've been focused on myself over the last while, is really working on my inner development, on my spirituality, right? Because there's no running away. So, um, but coming back to what I was talking about, I've had to wonder to myself, have I been instilling more fear and more anxiety into people with some of the information that I've been sharing? And if I have, if that's you and you're listening to this, uh, I will say I'm, I'm deeply sorry. I, I apologize if that's what the effect has been. But I will also add that that has not been what the intention has been. And so I don't view this information as negative or positive. It's just very difficult, right? It's very easy to go and turn on Netflix. It's very easy to... Uh, You know, distract ourselves with sports, with sex, with gambling, with these uh, pleasures. And not to say that we shouldn't be experiencing pleasure. Of course we should, right? But the point is that when we distract ourselves with all of these things, really what we're doing is burying our head in the sand. And trust me, when some of these things come to fruition and they are already happening and you have not paid any attention to this, the effects are going to be a 100 times what you might have experienced by absorbing and consuming some of the information that I've shared. And so with all of that said, what I have come to, I've come to this place where I really want to make a conscious effort with the content that I'm putting out. And I want to get back to the roots of the podcast, right? So long-time listeners, you will know that you know, yes, we've spoke about we spoken about controversial things um, like vaccinations, like GMOs and stuff like that, you know, EMFs and what have you. But I want to get back to the core essence of what Holistic Health Masterclass podcast really is. And that is to uh, teach you, to empower you to be the healthiest, best version of yourself and to do the same for your family and for your friends and your community. That's one aspect of it. But I cannot, in good conscience, I cannot let go of the other information, of the harder conversations, of the difficult things that we need to be paying attention to and looking at right now. We, can't, we, we just cannot ignore that. I cannot ignore that. But how do we find that balance? And I think that's where I'm heading here with the show is I want to have a balance between awareness and a balance between empowering you. And so you're going to start to see um, that being reflected in the content that is coming up, all right? I've got some wonderful people that are coming up, um, all different kinds of walks of life and experiences and stuff like that, right? But the other thing, the third thing here, and it's kind of like a, it's part of the empowerment side of things, kind of straddles both lines, is I really want us to start having conversations about solutions. What solutions do we see, right? And I can tell you, that we need to start putting aside a lot of these um, opposing views, let's put it that way, right? Because if anything, over the last couple of years, what we've seen is divide and conquer, which is the oldest war strategy in the book, divide and conquer. And how many people are sitting in different camps, right? How many people have disowned family members, have got divorced, have broken up, their relationships have been disowned by their children, Right? What a tragedy. The idea of left versus right of Democrats or Republicans or liberals or whatever, these are old antiquated ideas, these polar opposites. We, we just need to forget about these things to be quite frank because what we're faced with here is we are faced with multiple events and situations that are all steamrolling forward at the same time. And the consequences are going to be quite real for us unless we are prepared, right? And so that's another thing. I want to, and I've started doing this over the last eight months or so, is I would encourage you to uh, consume some of this information and the craziness that's going on in the world and respond out of a place of preparedness, respond from a place of contemplation, and without fear without anxiety. Because as soon as we can let go of the fear, let go of that anxiety, we start thinking rationally, we remain present, and we can make better decisions. But more than that, we can make these decisions from a place of preparedness, and we can actually feel good about these things, right? And I can tell you from my own personal experience, um, you know... (laughs) It, it's it's uh, I've been diagnosed with PTSD um, like a couple of times and complex PTSD. And if you if you don't know what that is, that is sustained trauma. So for me, you know, anytime there is um, lots of fear going on out there, anytime ten- there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of anxiety in the world, right? that's a major trigger for me and it's very, very difficult sometimes to kind of like pull myself back off that ledge. And so having these breaks and just distancing myself from things and uh, being a little bit more reclusive um, has actually helped me a lot. And what I've done with that time is I've really spent a lot of time um, developing my physical health, so actually just really coming up with a game plan and working out and and staying on that plan, uh, but also um, empowering myself from a spiritual standpoint. Because here's the thing. If you're wondering what the truth is, right? Because a lot of people listening to this, you might be a tr- consider yourself a truth seeker, right? You're looking for the truth. You're looking for answers. We're going to get to a point where we're not going to know what the truth is because of these scramble tactics. We've got artificial intelligence. We've got the craziest technology where we can fabricate things and we can make them look 100% real. And go online. If you don't believe me, just go onto social media, go onto TikTok or go onto wherever. And how many things do you see out there? Oh, here's the other one, right? The snake venom narrative that had a blip in time. and had its moment, right? That blew up. I couldn't believe it. And just as quickly as it blew up, it got debunked and there you go. So my point is, My point is that we have a lot of these things that are coming forward now where, um, again, whether they are fabricated, whether their intentions are pure or not, whether they are quote-unquote controlled opposition, it doesn't really matter. Because the ultimate truth is, is your truth, your connection to source, to universal spirit, to the creator, to God, to whatever you want to call that thing, that higher power. Right? And that could be your own higher power. That is ultimately the truth that you're looking for. And that's certainly the truth that I have come to find for myself. Okay, and I'm still working on that. I'm still, I'm still developing that. But alongside that, tapping into that universal source and then building real relationships in our communities – These are constructive things. I'm heading up a community garden as we speak. That's something that I've done. A whole bunch of people, I don't know them, right? We're fortunate enough that a farmer um, gave us a whole plot of land and he said, hey, I'll till it up and I'll get that going for you and then it's up to you to manage it. But now meeting people in my community, and not all of them are like-minded, of course not, and that's fine. But here we are with a community project to secure some type of food, Uh, production, right? And a lot of people that I spoke with, they said, oh, I just want to learn, right? I want to learn how to grow food. And I didn't ask why. But the point that I'm getting at here is once we start anchoring ourselves into the real world, into your children, into your family, into the environment around you, into nature, into your community, these are the things that can help keep us grounded and anchored while we move forward with our eyes wide open and face the challenges that are coming down the pipeline. And I know this is a bold statement, but I truly do believe that we are in an epic spiritual war right now, an epic spiritual war. And this is why I say that the truth is that is the truth source is the truth. But the more that we build and develop these types of things, right? Our community our local environment, our families, and that sort of stuff. We can decentralize things, right? We can build our own little micro economies and rely on each other in our community. These are the things that will change the entire game, I believe. Okay, will it be 100%? I don't know, maybe not. But this is ultimately what we're being called to get back to. And as we move forward with um, upcoming episodes, that is, I hope anyway, that is the balance that I'm attempting to strike with the content and the shows that I'll be releasing, um, coming up. Okay. So I wanted to, um, just sign off and say thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to this. I know we're, we're bombarded with tons of information all the time, right? And, and I appreciate you tuning into this and I know there's many other things that you could be doing with your time right now. And, uh, you chose to spend a half hour with me and listen to this. Um, and, uh, Aside from that, um, I just want you to know that we are truly in this together and no matter how you feel, you're not alone. Right? You are not alone, there are more people out there than you could imagine that are waiting to band together, to join one another and to rise up so that we can move forward with love in our hearts and without fear and without anxiety. So thank you for tuning in and I wish you a beautiful day wherever you are.